Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Then we're ready to go. Okay, let me make sure this is not in the... Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. It's the JT and Looney podcast, powered by our friends at Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, college football, touchdown USC, every league, uh, Major League Baseball, the NFL, you know what the leagues are. NBA, NHL, UFC, CIA, BBC, BB King and Doris Day. Take it! Take it! Even golf! Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in game betting, props, futures. Head to Bet Online as soon as you can. Right after this podcast, head to Bet Online. You can use your phone or your, your personal PC. And just for being friends with JT and Looney, you get a 50% bonus on your first deposit. But you have to use our new promo code, Believe, B-L-E-A-V, 50. That's Believe as in the Believe Radio Network. It's B-L-E-A-V, 50. B-L-E-A-V, 50. And get your 50% welcome bonus. That's Bet Online, our proud sponsor. Or maybe they're ashamed. But they are our sponsor. Bet online where the game starts. And now the podcast starts. Damn it. It's the only way to make this podcast work is vulgarity. Right. Calling out <laughs> others, screaming, wearing costumes, true. doing yeah. something. We've you have, tried, to be, you we've, have to be against everything. Yes, yeah, we've tried true. everything possible that we can do to make this podcast work. I still believe this podcast is going to be uh, great. I'm going to go to the early files of us. Like eight years from now when we're right. doing so many different things, they're going to go, did you ever have the Looney JT 2021 like a wine? Like, what do you mean? Oh, it's the podcast from 2021. That'd be that great. was the really good yeah. years when they were really flying uh, instead of doing corporate podcasts. But I'm excited. Welcome to the JT and Looney podcast. I've accomplished something no one has accomplished in the world of podcasts. Oh, what is that? I was on the radio live when Tom Brady threw his final pass in Tampa Bay. Oh, I was the first on any platform in America, other than I think Kevin Kugler, who called the game on Westwood One. He's or, good. You know, when we saw the, the broadcast on the game, I was on the radio live. And when he walked off the field, I opened the door to the Tom Brady discussion. Where does he go next? So I feel like I'm ahead of the curve on this. Even Stephen A. Smith, the most popular guy in all of sports media, no debate on any platform called into my Mad Dog Sirius XM show. Nice. Listening, and he said, oh, my God, let's go. And we had a nice conversation about this topic before the debaters and the writers and the teleprompter guys <laughs> got after it earlier today. How are you, Tom? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm in fine fettle. Some great football over the weekend. Josh Allen uh, was able to still fumble and throw interceptions but win a football game for the Buffalo Bills. I was happy about that. We'll see what happens next time. Well, it wasn't all good football if you live in Los Angeles and you're one of the 37 <laughs> Charger fans. They're actually on their mailing list. Boy Blunder, the that came from me, the greatest nickname uh, recently, Boy Blunder, Brandon Staley. They actually threw a descendant of Vince Lombardi out the door for the Chargers and fa- uh, fired the, uh, the offensive coordinator and kept – Brandon Staley, and that is shocking to me, knowing how I'm cheap the Thanos too. are. Yeah. Uh, obviously, they want to give Staley, looks like, one more chance. And if there was ever a coach who deserved to be fired, ever, it's Brandon Staley. He should buy a lottery ticket or that Mega Millions 
that we have to drive to the border of Arizona and Vegas. See, in Vegas, they let us go to strip bars 24-7. You can gamble, lose your entire life on blackjack and video poker. But you can't buy a mega. No, you can't buy a lottery ticket. Wow. So you have to drive to a, a gas and sip in Arizona. Gas There's and a line sip. around the ga- gas and sip where everybody has to buy their lottery and, and, you know, my philosophy about lottery tickets is people should not waste their money on lottery tickets. Take, take, take that money, put it into something else. However, I buy lottery tickets because I live life as though it's rigged in my favor. The odds do not apply to me, and I would be a, a guy that would win. A lottery, and that's always been my philosophy about life, etc. But I think the smarter thing for others would be not to buy a lottery ticket. And as far as the the uh, the <laughs> boy wonder, boy blunder from the Chargers. Well, first of all, it doesn't. It's not my coaching job, as you know. I always wanted to take the foot out of football. I don't like punts. I don't like field goals, and. I love that he, he coaches it like it's a Pop Warner game. It's like watching, I, I think I said this last week, Marine Midland play Elm Chevrolet. It's, <laughs> it is terrific because he's going for it on fourth down on his own 29-yard line in games that are really important. And it's like not fourth and inches, fourth and five. And I love the gambling aspect to it. I don't have a dog in the fight because I'm not a Charger fan. I kind of get happy when they lose. It's not my coaching job. And he's doing something, JT, that I think other coaches may end up doing. He's saying, well, I'm getting paid millions of dollars for this coaching job. And I love coaching so much. I don't have to coach. This is my guess. I don't have to coach in the NFL. If I get fired and have to go coach at Boise State, I'll be happy in Boise. And I think that's the way he seems to be gambling with his job and with his owner's billion-dollar franchise. He's awful. He's one of the worst coaches I've ever seen. (laughs) I think he's good in the film room. I think he's good, you know, in practice he's probably good. But when you're up 27 to nothing to Jacksonville, you're not talking about being up 27 to nothing on the 92 Cowboys or the 85 Bears. You're up against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And the Raider fans have a bounty out on me for this one. I'm a fan of Justin Herbert. As I've told you Uh many times on this podcast, I think he's the greatest quarterback, young quarterback that I've ever seen since John Elway and Dan Marino. He's at that level. Especially the the first three quarters of football games. Exactly. And the fact that he was a part of that game. I went to the 28-3 Atlanta victory over New England in the Super Bowl, the greatest Mm -hmm. comeback of all time. And what everybody noticed about that game, and Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator for Atlanta at the time. And the reason why he and Matt Ryan equally were blamed for that was the play calling. You stop running the ball, and running the ball keeps the clock running. And when you only need a first down or your quarterback runs for a first down in the third quarter, when you're up 28-3 to three or the fourth quarter, if the score's the clock, even closer, clock keeps going. one more yeah. first down wins the game. And that's what fascinated me about what happened with Justin Herbert. He should have looked to the sidelines and told the coach, shut up. I'm going to run a bootleg on second down and pick up a first down. And that clock and adding another two minutes with another three downs would have won the game. They couldn't figure that out as high school coaches. Pop Warner coaches were sitting on their couch going, are they too stupid to realize they can win it on offense? When you're collapsing, when you're collapsing, everybody Tom blames the defense because they're giving up touchdown, touchdown, and the team's coming back. No, blame the offense because all they got to do is stay on the field and the other offense can't come back and win that game. 
it was it was just so bad. And what's oh. interest it was interesting is I lost interest. I was doing errands. I came in. It was twenty seven nothing. I thought, oh jeez. As I picked the as I picked the Jacksonville Jaguars on our podcast, and you know, of course, I was cheering for myself to be right, which we you know you often do that. Pause right you, here. Pause right sure. here. He's never once done this ever because I do the radio show here, and he's barking. The pool guys here. <laughs> get the get the edit on that. Please. Why? Why? Actually, I have. I have. Let's. Let's. Uh, let's no, I'm, I'm professional. I don't. Let's raise in. the curtain. No, I mean, I don't, I don't does Joe that. Rogan's dog ever bark? No, no I don't believe. <laughs> in any radio. I don't believe. At any time, in any place, you should have uh, FedEx people coming to your doorbell, <laughs> or dogs barking, or the pool guy coming and giving you the money. Oh, little bill. children I'm, playing in the background and making faces while you're talking about yes. the war in the Ukraine. I'm a professional. <laughs> As they said in the movie Private Parts, Howard's dad, I am a broadcast professional. And that's the least we can do. One I of my think- favorite part of the movie's Private Parts was when he told his dad, uh, I want to go into broadcasting. And his dad said, well, you have to learn how to express yourself. And Howard says, this from a guy who's been telling me to shut up for 18 years. <laughs> You're a moron. You're a moron. You're a moron. But back to Brandon Staley. So the fact that they couldn't manage a 27 to nothing lead, the franchise, as we've talked about at length on this podcast, the franchise needs a break because of the eighth most popular team in L.A. They need a big break. They need something great to happen, like a Super Bowl, a home AFC championship game, because then people in L.A., they'll jump on the bandwagon. So you have to add that to this story and what he did to hurt the brand. If this happens to the Buffalo Bills, well, it's happened before. If this happens to the Tennessee Titans, well, it's happened before. Right. But this has not happened to the Chargers in Los Angeles the way it happened in San Diego. And it's just unacceptable. They should have fired him in Jacksonville, the coach. They should have fired him when he landed. I'm not saying they could afford Sean Payton. Jim Harbaugh took his name out. He's going to stay at Michigan. But there are plenty of coaches that Dean Spanos could have went forward with, paid Brandon Stanley, Staley to go away, and had a better offensive coach for Justin Herbert who needs it. And they desperately need to do something, as you mentioned. Even the Rams winning a Super Bowl didn't help that much. Mm-hmm. As I've, I've told you through observing, they and you, you've been in that stadium. You know, When the Raiders played the Rams, it was just full of Raiders fans. And when the Cowboys played the Rams, it was full of Cowboys fans, et cetera, et cetera. The only time they really – the Rams. This is the Rams who won the Super Bowl. The only times they really have an advantage is if they're playing the Arizona Cardinals, who've got no fan base, especially a traveling fan base, and no great rich history where people who've relocated to Los Angeles have an Arizona Cardinal bar. Like there's an Eagles bar and the shack on Wilshire is an Eagles bar. And and every, you know, there's there's bars all over Los Angeles that have Browns, but there's Browns bars and Eagles bars, et cetera. There's no Arizona Cardinal bar. And that's the only time the, Ram, the Rams, who won a Super Bowl, will even have an advantage. So the, the Chargers have a long road to hoe when it comes to building a fan base, and that didn't help. I'm assuming the Chargers don't have a Charger bar in Los Angeles. And oh, good point. It's incredible, but that was blown on every single level you could blow a game. The only comp, as we like to say in real estate, what's the comp is the 28-3 Falcons game that they lost with Julio Jones and Matt Ryan. I mean, it was right. pretty easy to throw a third and fourth slant to Julio Jones, right? So he picks up a first down, the game's yep. going to end. But 
Justin Herbert has a beautiful player, too, in Austin Eckler. But the week before, as we touched on in the podcast, Brandon Staley played Mike Williams, who's a China doll, who always gets hurt along with Keenan Allen. Mike Williams had a fracture in his back. You think Mike Williams being on the field up 27-0 wouldn't have iced that game? He would have iced that game. So the Chargers are going to bring back Brandon See, Staley. Another thing, again, because it's not my coaching job, I love that he played the starters. Another thing is, you know, there's an argument about whether or not momentum exists whether in sports, whether or not it's a real thing. And uh, because it's abstract and, you know, it's, it's a good it's – a, it's an argument that could be made that it doesn't even exist. We love to talk about it in sports. But he wanted to keep momentum going into the playoffs, and I don't mind that as a coaching choice uh, either when it comes to, you know, fans getting to see players play. You know, there might have been some kid in the stadium that was his favorite player, and it was the only time he's ever going to be in the stadium. So there's an argument. You know, we're the same ones who get in front of these microphones and scream and holler when people don't play, and now you're screaming and hollering that someone shouldn't have played? Let's get to Tom Brady and what happened with Brady. And okay. I'm fascinated on this topic, too, because it looks like Brady, by all accounts, even on his postgame press conference, had a cryptic goodbye. He thanked the regulars, the media there locally that treated him well. So he said goodbye as the Cowboys beat him 31-14. to It was the third time Brady in his career has lost a wild card round. He's won 35 playoff games, and he's got seven Super Bowls. So there's no debate he's the greatest football player quarterback of all time. But he loses the game, and in the game he throws for 351, two touchdowns and an interception. But he threw the ball 66 times. Everybody knew that he didn't play his best game. Conversely, Dak Prescott combined for five touchdowns, and it was the Cowboys' first road playoff win since 1992. This century. Troy Aikman Aikman won in San Francisco. So that's how long it's been. So here's what I want to ask everybody on the JT and Looney podcast. Do you remember the last round of golf that Jack Nicklaus ever played and where it was? No. You have no idea. No. You remember the last game that Michael Jordan ever played with the Wizards? Was it home or was it on the road? Do you remember that? No, his fans no expunged does. those years from their no, memory. Yeah. No one remembers that. I'll give you even the best one. The greatest hockey player of all time is Wayne Gretzky. You even remember what uniform he was wearing? Uh, was, it the, was it the played. Rangers? Was it the Rangers? You don't know. I don't know. I, mean, I, I don't know. know. My point. Yeah, right. But everybody remembers Tom Brady because he just played this past Monday night, and he didn't play well. And everybody now is saying that he's washed. That's the new term for the kids. They don't say washed up. They say washed. And he's done and all of that. How embarrassing is this topic? In that game that he lost, he threw a touchdown pass to Julio Jones, which was one of the best balls I've seen him throw this year. He threw a touchdown pass to Mike Evans, which was fantastic. So Brady gave you the glimpse of how great his career was. Plus, he doesn't have a torn ACL, a rotator cuff surgery. He's fine. And Tom Brady will play again. The question is, where is he going to play? And the front runners, the betting favorites are Las Vegas or Miami. Well, one thing I know about Tom, I can read Tom Brady. He is the George Santos of press conferences. <laughs> Tom Brady's only lying when his lips are moving. And I, so I know by reading his double speak uh, from the press conference that he's done in Tampa Bay. So you read him as well, too. We've been, we've been watching the various scandals over the years where Tom Brady gave non-answers to questions from Deflategate and other things. Um, you know, he's going to continue to play. Also, you know, what, what's the use in getting divorced if you're not going to continue to play football? You got divorced because you chose football over your wife and kids. You got to keep playing football. 
Well, that's a good debate. What it does is it opens <laughs> up the conversation to talk about the personal lives of athletes like we do with politicians. Right. We do it with movie stars. We do it with rock stars. So why not do it with Tom Brady, who's paid more than politicians, movie stars, and rock stars? Damn right. So he just got divorced. So the question, let's, let's look at where he could end up. First off, he could go to the booth and Fox. I never thought that made sense because of Tony Romo. Tony Romo made the transition, and he's great, not good, even though people in the last game thought he was a little bit, little bit off. The same goes oh, for Peyton Manning. I mean, Peyton Manning. Let me just yeah. say this also about him. He's terrific, and he's so positive, and he loves, still loves football so much and misses it so much because when you stop playing football, it's usually for people it's the last game in high school. You can't go down to the YMCA and play again. He gets to continue to work in football. People don't like... People who don't like uh, Tony Romo are in a dark place. He's too happy, and he loves what he's doing, and people aren't that happy with their lives or their jobs, and so they hate him for all the darkest wrong reasons. He's terrific. So we agree, Romo's terrific, and every game's not going to be perfect, but he's right. really good. We also know that Troy Aikman is the highest paid at Fox, and we know that Peyton Manning is so big. Peyton Manning's so good on the Manning cast with his brother. Manning could have any of these jobs, but he knows that he's got other big platforms. He doesn't want to commit to traveling and doing every game. So that leads us to Tom Brady on that Fox deal, which I think is hocus pocus. Fox might've wanted to pay him and to park him for the future. We don't know if Tom's going to be good at that. He's probably right. not going to be anywhere near as good as Tony. Remember Ray Joe Hall. Montana on NBC? Yeah. Bill Walsh. <laughs> no, you don't. Bill it's Bill like Walsh. trying to remember Wayne Gretzky's last uniform, trying to remember Joe Montana's last broadcasting gig. <laughs> so let's go to Vegas where I'm, I'm based for this podcast in Vegas. Vegas is the betting favorite because he has a relationship with Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels won six Super Bowls with Brady, all six in New Orleans, excuse me, in New England. Brady knows his playbook better than everybody. And Josh McDaniels just got rid of Derek Carr. Okay, right. so there's an opening there. And the fact that the Raiders missed the playoffs, they really need to make the playoffs. And Brady always makes the playoffs. So it's a safe bet he goes there, plus Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, Josh Jacobs led the league in rushing, number one. And Devontae Adams, I think, is the best receiver there. So they, have, they don't have a great offensive line. Brady will bring an offensive lineman with him. He always does. The Raiders will sign another one in free agency. They'll be okay. But the Raiders got to reconstruct their defense. Now we go to Miami. That has Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill. And they got Mike McDaniel, that coach, in a different system than Josh McDaniels. If he wants to stay in Miami to be close to his kids, Tom, because Giselle's going to settle in Miami and his kids are going to live there, then maybe he goes there. But if he wants to go to the entertainment capital of the world and check off a box that Frank Sinatra, Elvis Presley, Cher, Celine Dion, the greatest entertainers of our lifetime. Where do they end up at the end or somewhere in their career? In so Las they, Vegas. They, they end up in Las Vegas. Cher's coming back, by the way. I'm sure you knew that. Also, <laughs> also, Tom Brady wants to check that, wanted to check that box a few years ago and didn't get that box checked. Yeah, I think the right place to be at some stage of your life is Vegas because I know there's a famous broadcaster who always makes this tweet about him. He says, I, and it's all about him. It drives you crazy. Drives you crazy. I'll leave that guy's name off the podcast. All right. Do you mind if I make this about me? Oh, sure. Go the biggest, the biggest <laughs> go relaunch of my life, the biggest relaunch of my life was coming to Vegas. Right, I was a stock it was. At Merrill Lynch. I won the smack off on the Jim Rome show. I had a six-figure income. We could talk about it back in the day in the 90s, six-figure income in my 20s, and I left it all to move out and be an overnight radio host in Las Vegas. 
second chapter in my life. I wouldn't have met my wife. My kids wouldn't be here. At least these kids wouldn't be here from this <laughs> wife. And I would have stayed the rest of my life either in San Diego or went back to New York and Vegas relaunched my life. Not that Brady and Aaron Rodgers need a relaunch, but it's just a great place to come. It's the entertainment capital of the world. Give it a shot. Both Brady and Aaron Rodgers are only going to play for a year or two. They're going to set up roots here and play for six more years. They love golfing here. They love the restaurants, the nightlife, the no state taxes. I think it's a great fit. I think Lamar Jackson's a better fit. I know this is about Tom Brady and it's about the teams that played uh, over the weekend, although the, the Ravens did, but Lamar Jackson didn't, damn it. I think Baltimore's the perfect team for him, the perfect city for him. I think they set every the perfect coach for him, a well-coached team that's always there in the thick of it. Uh, but I just think that, uh, you know, you know I, I love the Raiders and I love Lamar Jackson. I'd much rather see him in a Raider uniform. What do you think about Lamar? Lamar would be a good fit, too, because of his age. The 26 yes. years old with an MVP right. under his belt. And, and you know, he's winning 70% of his games. Last I checked, the Raiders weren't, so he, he can bring that percentage up. And what happens is you got to, when you have to trade for someone, when you have to go, like Baltimore, what I find fascinating on this topic is a Baltimore franchise tags Lamar Which they will. I think his mom's going to be really pissed. And <laughs> pissed. And I, I would think he would hold out. I would I would say Lamar Jackson's already starting to crack around the edges in Baltimore because I thought he could have played that game injured because he's been out for five weeks. Yeah. You're hurt, you're hurt, but there's been plenty of quarterbacks who have played at 60%. Right. Well, there's a picture, a famous picture I have in my studio of Y.A. Tittle for the Giants on his knees with blood coming down his face. Great picture. Yes. football. And other guys playing and getting knocked down and coming back in. Brett Favre, and, the best example. And, and I've always said this too. You know, his, his completion percentage is really high, even, even compared to all the all-time greats, all the Hall of Famers. It's really up there to go out there and prove. You know, I can throw the ball. You just you're all all you do is talk about my running, probably because I'm black, but I can throw the ball. And I think bad bad knees or not, he could have a great career just throwing the ball. It would have been a perfect opportunity for him to prove that. Yeah, and what it comes down to is when we see a chink in the armor, as they say, mm -hmm. we see that happening. I'm beginning to see the fraying of Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. Steve Bashotti, the owner, John Harbaugh. You see how quick John Harbaugh was with Melissa Stark? Yeah. How, and yeah. I, look, when guys are short with sideline reporters, I don't look at gender and say, oh, my God, look at that. They're in the middle of a game. Oh, yeah. They're asking John Calipari or – John Harbaugh, you're asking someone to stop and talk. But I just think they John, hate Harbaugh, it. Yeah. John Harbaugh is such a good coach. Do you know how pissed off he was that he had to go into that game without Lamar Jackson? Oh, I yeah. go back to Brett Favre. If Brett Favre ha had that same injury, which he has, he's had the same bruised knee, the severity of that didn't tore Everybody we watched over all these years, everybody, everybody we, watched we watched growing up, no matter how much money they were making. Yeah, I know. Didn't make any money. And right, the guys, but what I'm talking about the guys that weren't or the guys that are, we watched them. Y.A. Tittle sit and cry in the end zone, and you watch, you know, Kobe Bryant as well. No matter how we say that they all they care about is the money, but we also watch them weep when they and play play injured, and that bothers me about Lamar Jackson because you know he's my favorite football. Well, let me give you another example of a guy who would have played in that game. Same injury, same condition. Guy by the name of Johnny Unitas who played for the Baltimore Colts. Would <laughs> yeah, Johnny right. Unitas have played that game? Dan yeah, Johnson matter of fact, and Lamar Jackson had to had a chance to eclipse Johnny Unitas as the greatest hero in the history of Baltimore. 
and he looks more like Baltimore. And I can't believe he's not taking advantage of that and being and being he, he that's the perfect city for him to be a football hero and to play forever. And I, I don't know what his problem is. It's and a you, very you, good brand. It's a very good, team, uh, a tough team. Like, how does every defensive player want to leave and go play there? Roquan Smith just right? got there. The best player in the league, a linebacker, arguably. Calais Campbell. What a player he was. He yeah, the problem play. is, though, oh, the problem is wide receivers don't want to go play there because they're going to have to block for Lamar Jackson. And it's good that we are cleaning up this podcast because Aaron Rodgers talked to Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee gets a lot of big interviews. He gets yeah. Aaron Rodgers. They're very comfortable together. So as we recorded this podcast, McAfee had him on, and Aaron was very aloof again, needs time. So I'm looking at ESPN as the Phillies, the Philadelphia 76ers are playing the Clippers, and I see the scroll because on the radio and live, and I see the scroll it says the lead. That's the number one story. I go, ooh. Maybe this breaking news. I got to do my job. What is this? And the lead said, Aaron Rodgers mulling. They use the word mulling, <laughs> mulling over his future in Green Bay. And I said, I got to be careful because he might be a Raider. He might go back right. to the podcast. Uh, Aaron Rodgers mulling over what? He's owed more than $50 million. He's under contract. He's under contract. So mulling over what? He'd be mulling over retiring or playing for the Green Bay Packers. He's not in charge. How many times do I got to bring this up? The owner of the team is in charge of the finances, sometimes the stadium, the real estate, and all the contracts. Aaron Rodgers is not. He doesn't own the team. He plays for the team. And I see on the lead, on the scroll, he's mulling over his decision coming up here. What is he thinking about, Tom? He's going to walk away from $50 million? Uh, Well, he certainly doesn't have much clout because he's not much of a winner. You know, Jake, you know, a guy named Purdy. Who's the last guy chosen in the NFL draft is is, is playing in the, in the playoffs and he's not. And there's other rookies playing in the playoff and he's and he's not. He couldn't get his team into the playoffs. He should uh, shut up. Yeah, but shut up and throw the ball. Shut up and dribble. He did say that he thinks in the right situation he can win his fifth MVP. Well, that leads me to believe the right situation is in Green Bay. They're under 500. Well, why does he want to be the MVP? Who cares about MVP? Good point. Uh, Don't you want to win Super Bowls? And he talks too much about not playing or not caring if he plays or how he doesn't over-identify with being a football player. All things that are fine, but you shouldn't say them into microphones when you're getting paid that much money by your boss. And it worries you when you're a fan of a team. And, you know, Tom Brady, just to scare everybody, says he wants to play till he's 50 or 60 or whatever. You know, that's the kind of attitude you want from any quarterback you have, not the attitude that Aaron Rodgers has. As I tweeted out earlier, and I'll say it again, I thought that on this date, as we look at this date, as Tom Brady has been eliminated from the playoffs and we record the next day. So we record this on Tuesday, January 17th, 2023. It might have been the, the dumbest day in sports radio history. It should go down in a time capsule because people on debate shows, other people say, well, Tom Brady's washed. As I said earlier, washed. Right. So kids my son's age don't say washed up. They say washed. And I'm saying you got to be pretty ignorant, stupid. I'll keep the words less profane on taking a guy's entire career and questioning this extremely successful guy. When they had the 50th anniversary of the Super Bowl and everybody showed up in Santa Clara, all the Super Bowl, you know, they had the 100 greatest players of all time. Everybody showed up. Everybody was there. And then they had the quarterbacks. 
And the one quarterback that walked in with the coat on, they all had the same coat, Tom Brady with the sunglasses on. It was Peyton Manning, Joe Montana, Joe Namath, Roger Staubach. They were all there. All there, and there's Tom Brady. And that was Super Bowl 50. It's right. now Super Bowl 57. And there are people questioning his ability to be great or to play at the level he played at again. I mean, it's ridiculous how short-term people's memories are. I can't stand Tom Brady. And Tom Brady can, looks like he can play five more years. As long as he doesn't get, you know, he gets the he really gets the ball out of his hands. He doesn't get sacked. Um, he can hit wide open receivers still. And uh, you know, sometimes he gets rattled and doesn't play well. That's every quarterback in the National Football League. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I think uh, there's uh, there's about 20 teams that would like to have Tom Brady. One of your biggest hot buttons since we've been friends and together has always been you have to hit the guy who's wide open. If you can't hit the guy right, yes. who's <laughs> wide open, and how many times have we seen that flare pass? They call it the wheel route or yes. a screen, and guys just throw it over someone's head. I love Derek Carr. We've been talking about him a lot. Right. There are times I sit there and go, Derek, you threw it out of bounds. It's fourth down. It's fourth down, <laughs> you threw it out of bounds. I mean, what are you doing well, here? You always go nuts when a quarterback doesn't keep the ball in play or throw it to the guy who's wide open. Well, we both, I love my running quarterback, so I wanted Tim Tebow to do well in the NFL, and you were all in and trying, you know, on Tim Tebow, but I kept having to scream that at you. He can't hit wide open receivers. And then you kept saying, well, he did in college. Well, he's not now. He might be the best <laughs> example. He might be the all-time best example, and he doesn't have to do anything. Tebow, no. we've talked, Tebow doesn't have to, he just wakes up in the morning, and he's glorious. <laughs> and here's another thing i always admired about him he was willing to take big risks and have enormous goals with all of us watching and he didn't have to do that he didn't have to go do the baseball thing with all of us watching and people cheering for him to fail uh, but he did you know you got you got to admire somebody who has a big goals like that and goes after it even in his circumstances with everyone watching and he couldn't your guys ass. who are wide open 10 no he couldn't but in college, if you go to his YouTube page, there's 60 videos of him throwing 60-yard bombs right on the fingertips perfectly. Then he went to the NFL, and he just had a hitch. All of a sudden, he forgot how to play football. You know, it's like Chuck Knobloch. He went to the major leagues, played second base, couldn't throw the ball to first. It's like, how'd you forget how to play? Tebow did that. Hey, a couple of housekeeping items I want to I want to get in here before okay. we wrap this up. I'm getting on a plane to go see my mom and dad, who are both 84 years old. I'm going to Naples, Florida. Very important. You know, this is two years. I had three-year anniversary come up on the last concert I went to see, Tool, which is in my demo, when I went and saw it before the world shut down with COVID. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about my mom and dad, who I'm very tight with, and especially my aunts and uncles and my cousins. If you add in COVID on top of the last, it's kind of the three-year anniversary of COVID. Right. February into March, three years ago. I think of all the trips I lost with my mom and dad they lost with me yeah. because of that so i'm very excited to fly across the country tomorrow vegas through dallas to get to fort myers to see my family my sister brother-in-law and do that and i hope to do it a lot more because i think we should all travel i know there's been travel in the news it's been terrible terrible travel stories as of late but i still want to encourage everybody to go out of their way which you shouldn't have to but now you have to because of the finances of it and the difficulties in traveling go back and see your family now after COVID. yeah and uh and do some of those things maybe take the trip don't worry as much about whether or not they're going to find somebody better when you're not at work or whatever or uh, just make sure 
you go see people I, because you're mentioning this. My cousin Sam and his wife Sue and my cousin Maggie and her husband Jim were all very close growing up. Uh, and my 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 aunt had seven boys and one girl. Sam was one of my favorite cousins of that crop, although I'm close to all of them. And Maggie, several years, invited us on ski trips. And for one reason or another, I didn't go. And then my uh, Maggie's husband, Jim, skied into a tree well. Do you know what that is? Yes. It, yeah. And, and and died. And he was a and he was a he was the most experienced skier in America. I so met that Maggie was, in Seattle. Oh, that. you did. I yes, did you Maggie did meet Maggie. It's, it's yeah. right. And uh, and then my cousin Sam now has 20 brain tumors out of the clear blue sky. We were supposed to go on a ski. Oh. We, were, we were supposed to go on a ski trip in March together, which and I kept postponing those ski trips for different reasons. And then COVID got in the middle of it, too, over the years. And now, you know, there's probably going to be no more ski trips with Sam. Yeah. And uh, and so I'm probably going to fly into Columbus to visit Sam while I can. And to, to just dovetail on what you're saying, go see people while you can. And uh, and don't worry as much about your bank account. Worry more about seeing people. And the other point I wanted to make to you, because you're in L.A. and you survived. I've seen the video. I don't want to hear about a drought ever again. I'll hear about global warming. I'm good with that. <laughs> That we have the Serengeti, we have areas in Africa that are bone dry. Right. I don't want to get into climate change. I'm not educated enough on it. How refreshing is that? I'm not a scientist. Right. So <laughs> into that, but I never want to hear about a drought in LA again. I heard about the snowpacks, never been better. The reservoirs are full. Okay. In but Los now, Angeles, you're a new guy. It rained like Noah's Ark I know. for three weeks. I don't want to hear about any drought conditions in Los Angeles. I want well, that off the table. That is not a topic for this. I wait, well, don't mix up weather with climate. You're, you're just judging weather. That's weather, not climate. Nevertheless, um, it's like saying a snowstorm and say there's no global warming. That's weather. <laughs> but uh, but but I'm not a scientist either. All I do know, we might know owe Al Gore an apology. I've always said this. 20 years ago, that movie about climate change, if it was hosted by Morgan Freeman, people would have taken it seriously because Morgan Freeman didn't run for president. We don't know if he's a, a Republican or a Democrat. Uh, and by by 50 percent of America wasn't. Oh, I didn't vote for Al Gore. I don't like him. So people didn't go see it and didn't believe it because a politician was hosting it. And so but everything he predicted in that movie is happening. So I wish Morgan Freeman predicted that. And he, I wish he hosted that movie. Maybe would would have taken or it more seriously. And the last thing I want to get into here also as we look at all these issues, I don't mind people putting documents anywhere, in their bedroom. In their bedroom. <laughs> I am, I'm a guy, if you add, my wife's in charge of all the That's documents. Funny. My yes. dad does my taxes. <laughs> I'm very tough to do taxes with. I just say everything's on one card, everything. Everything's on a card. It's all there on the card. So go look at it and do that. And the documents come back and my wife files it here. We have documents in our garage. They're not classified. They're important to us. (laughs) They're all classified documents. But I don't get all worked up if a Republican or a Democrat boxes up things and someone accidentally takes some documents or some private conversations with a North Korean dictator or times where they were the vice president and something. I don't mind that. I'm not afraid of documents bringing down America as America is now all worked up on documents. Well, right what's now. funny is a friend of mine who, uh, who hates Trump it was always texting me about it, obsessing and everything. And then th- all this happened with Joe Biden. You know, there's lots of differences as well, but we don't want to get into that. And uh, she texted me and said, well, I guess presidents do take shit home. 
because that was one of Trump's many excuses was, you know, presidents and extra to take shit home and uh, this and put it in the garage near the Corvette. Boy, did I have fun with that in the news. Uh, And this podcast getting a lot of downloads because I gave one upset special last week. I gave you the big blue wrecking crew. Right. You did. You yelled at the end of it wrong (laughs) at the end of it because I saved that. (laughs) I played that on the air. Uh, Would you like? Oh, you did. That's funny. Would you like to know my upset? Yes, absolutely. So I look at the divisional playoffs. We're coming off super wild card weekend. So Jacksonville had the greatest greatest comeback in the history of Jacksonville third all time. I think they're happy to be there. That that's a classic example. They beat the Titans which was a playoff game whoever lost. Right. The game. So they won another playoff game at home. They beat the Chargers as we talked about. So I don't think they're going to have anything left. Arrowhead is a monster. So I think that Kansas City will win in cover. The Giants. I'm, I'm surprised anytime Kansas City loses a football game, and I don't think they're going to lose this one. Andy Reid, I think in his 24-year coaching career, if my memory serves me correctly, and I have almost total instant recall, I think he's 28-5 and five coming off the bye. I will be rooting for the Giants more than any other team. I just gave you the upset special last week on that. Philadelphia is just much more physical. They're at home. They're rested. Oh, are you worried that Eagles have a better offense and a better defense and a better quarterback? <laughs> Eagles are tougher. They're more physical yeah. than the Giants. I'm not. Daniel Jones is playing well now, so I think Daniel he, Jones. He looked great. Can play good, but the the level the level of intensity that we're going to see. Eagles have been out. great all year. They right been, right out of the starting gate. There's a little bit of a problem there. Jalen Hurts. He's not playing great. He's coming off an injury, and he hasn't played yeah, a lot. You, yeah. right. Here's a news flash: If you hurt your shoulder playing football's all fucking shoulders. You're right about that. Every plays shoulder, shoulder, shoulder. That's all you do is use your shoulders in football. So that's why they have giant pads on their shoulders. So that is a problem. I like Philadelphia to win. I like the Giants to cover the number at seven and a half. Buffalo Cincinnati is one of the great games you could have in the division. It oh, it's going to be like, so emotional. Hamlin's like going to be AFC there. Championship oh, game. Hamlin yeah. will be there. I like Buffalo to win. I think that Buffalo is the better team. I think that Buffalo is built to win this game. It was. My Are you worried about game. Josh Allen being a turnover machine? Yeah, I, am. I actually am. Jesus. I think he has been a turnover machine, so I'm a little bit concerned about that game. But I think Buffalo also, because they've been playing so sloppy, I'm going to pick Buffalo to win that game. And I think that Buffalo will not cover the spread. That's more out of me having respect for Cincinnati and the way they're playing. They're playing great. And Burroughs has fewer turnovers. He's been better in the fourth quarter. So that's what worries me about the game. I have to pick Buffalo, as you know. What's the what's the spread? Uh, the Buffalo Bills are now minus five. You could be playing at okay. five to five and a half. It's a big Bills number. win and they don't cover. They'll yeah. win 28-24. I think that'll be interesting here. And as I look into the cameras last week, the wow. Dallas Cowboys, America's team. Wow. Did you, that's five touchdowns, five for Dak Prescott, four in the air, one on the ground, slow start. The Dallas train is humming. They have ball hawks in the secondary. They got a two-headed monster on the ground, a running attack, Pollard and Zeke. They're tough up front. They're tough on both sides of the ball. Niners are probably even tougher. The Niners front seven, Warner at linebackers, incredible. Uh, the Niners' offensive line up front is a beast. They have Nick Bosa, who will be the defensive player of the year. But Dak got the gorilla off of his back. It was a giant King Kong gorilla. First time they've won a road game since Troy Aikman in 1992 as they were on that Super Bowl run. Dallas, Dak Prescott over Brock Purdy. 
Finally, Purdy plays a little bit shaky. Dak with momentum. Cowboys in this game are getting four. I have Cowboys on the money line outright. 24-23. Yes, the kicker who missed four extra points makes one more extra point to win this game. Dallas is my upset special in Santa Clara. Wrong! (laughs) Purdy is going to be the chicken soup for the sole story in the National Football League. Only four rookie quarterbacks ever have made it to the conference final. If my memory serves me correctly, Sean King, Ben Roethlisberger, Joe Flacco, Mark Sanchez. Ah, at this point in his career, compared to them and their career, he's got I think, 35 starts in college. He was ready to go. Just like, remember the Hillary commercials ready from day one? Purdy's been ready from day one. When he got Mr. Irrelevant is going to be quite possibly a Super Bowl quarterback, maybe a Super Bowl winning quarterback, and the 49ers win 34-30. Ooh, I like that over the total. Thanks for listening to the JT and Looney podcast. Subscribe and share with your friends. The suits will like that. Do we have suits in the podcast business? We talked about football the whole time. They will love that. They will. Right. Hey, the Prince, we, I could talk, I want, I want to talk about this, but we can talk about it in, it doesn't matter, in another podcast, or leave this on, this can be like Oprah after the show. Oprah after dark. <laughs> um, we, uh, and I think, I think uh, Bill Maher does that on his show, his show too, they talk after the, the show. podcast where he smokes weed. I've never heard it. Reels. It's very good. Um, it doesn't show up on mine. Um, the guy who wrote Harry, by the Harry is going to be a great book. Here's why the world's greatest writer wrote the book. So people are going to think Harry's a genius. The guy who wrote Andre Agassi, this is how it's connected to Vegas. Mm-hmm. Agassi's a Vegas guy, right? Sure. Agassi. So he wrote Agassi. He moved in next door to Agassi, lived through Agassi and wrote Agassi's book. And uh, he's the one Ben Affleck was nominated for an Academy Award playing J.R. Moringer. In the movie Tender Bar. Remember how I got so excited about that's who wrote the Prince Harry book? Yes. Oh, the, wow. the the guy that wrote Tender Bar and he's he's like one of the world's greatest writers. So it's gonna be a great read. You know, Harry didn't write it, but you know, it's, it's Harry's life. And J.R. Moringer is, is I guarantee you that's that, that book's gonna be great. Did you order that book? I think you said no i haven't or, but you know i'm gonna die on the hill for harry and megan i'm team megan and harry so it's, it's a per, it's a perfect read for the plane you're getting out of I plane know. i got some movies downloaded i'm gonna figure that out some oh i always read on planes because i have attention span issues you may or may not know that and uh, so uh, ah, i love uh, swallowing up a book on a plane loony after dark i'll see you when i get back that's it i'll talk to you from the road okay later Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.